Golf Podcast, presented by Golficity, where we bring you the tips, instruction, and support you need to get the most out of your golf game. And now your hosts, Frank and Mike. Hey guys, welcome back to the Golf Podcast. This is episode 401, and for 400 of those episodes, I've had this guy here with me, Mike. I missed one. You did miss one. Do you know which one? I don't know, but I'll tell you what, we'll put it to our <laughs> listeners. Go and oh hunt my God, it out I do remember. Out. I'm sure there's somebody out there who remembers the one episode I did by myself. What were you, on vacation It was something? a vacation. If I had to guess, I'd go back five years, guys, if you're going to go look. I would say five years. F- so, so two one, years into the podcast. 2016 podcast, yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, now I want to go listen. Hey, good I'm luck curious. on your Easter egg hunt. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Today, though, we're going to talk in, in a little bit, a little while, we're going to dive into our instruction segment. We're going to talk about you know how to kind of adjust your approach for different sand types because at the end of the day we're we're not playing on the PGA tour we're not getting those tour conditions on every round that nice fluffy very you know consistent sand the reality is we play all different types of golf courses at you know different levels of of yeah, upkeep right. basically and mm-hmm. uh, or d- even just the stuff that's often out of control of the, of the courses themselves, and that could be weather. But I mean, we've all faced a situation where you have that really hard sand after maybe after a long night of rain. Yes, you know what and I mean. That's one of the hardest shots to stand over in golf because you have no idea how it's going to come out. Right, you're standing over this concrete bunker shot, and you're just like, all right, do I just like hit it like I'm hitting off concrete? Do I go into it? So, well, I think the the key is just knowing, and 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 it's like with any we talk about here on the podcast a lot, like the different lies. It's just knowing it and assessing it. Like once it's that, I mean, you can make a good shot. You just you have to have a consistent type of lie, and if you find that it's it's consistently harder sand, you just adjust your approach to it. I mean, right. personally, as long as I don't have something like I'm, I'm thinking back you know in vermont where we had that one day with the wet sand and i had like the the sand caked onto the ball yes mm-hmm. as long as you don't have a situation like that i feel like i don't hate you know a hard sand i just have to adjust it and, and we'll talk about how which is how to adjust a little it, bit right. cleaner and soft sand i mean that could be tough too you stand over these soft, fluffy, fluffy sand you're not used to you can right. go right under the ball not as even get long it out. as you right as long as you uh, adjust your approach to it to whatever you're seeing from the lie. And this is something that if you've been listening to the show regularly, you know, it's, it sounds like kind of a little bit consistent here. We've been talking about this, even talking about recently chip shots and things like that, adjusting your approach to the lie itself. And this is something that the best golfers do really well and new golfers forget to do and that's Mm -hmm. why we want to kind of hammer it home because us as amateurs ourselves like we struggle with it but how many times and we're all guilty of this that like you try to play the same shot kind of no matter what you're you get from the lie for in this example you try to play maybe a splash bunker shot in a hard packed sand it's going to be a disaster yes similar to Mm -hmm. some of the chip shots we said if you're in that deep rough you can't necessarily put the type of spin that you want on it so rather than kind of like uh just like a bull in a china shop just trying to push your way through and just hit the same shot no matter what we're going to talk about how you kind of can adjust to that and and we'll dive into that more in a minute um but we've got a couple things we want to first go into some big show news um one thing uh you guys may have noticed if if you you may i don't know if you're listening to the show or if you watch it on youtube but one big change is that we've moved the show, the video format of the show, off to a brand new YouTube channel. 
That's right. So if you're having trouble finding us, if some of you, I know some of you listen to the show and also like to watch it. If you're having trouble finding us, the reason is is the the Golfisi channel itself on YouTube. We want to make that a little bit more well organized because we've got so much great new content that we're going to be doing. Especially it's kind of as we move into next year. Yeah, we want to want to organize things a little bit. We do. I love it, but it, it is hard to find because it's a new channel. So what's the easiest way we can get there? So the easiest way you can just search YouTube. You can search uh, the Golf Podcast presented by golfisty you should see the new channel i'll mm-hmm. also make sure we link to it in the show notes so if you're the one thing I, that's remains 100 percent consistent is you can always see the the show on golfisty.com and in the golfisty app that's right that's yeah. not changed it's also on facebook like i said the only movement here is was we kind of built out a brand new channel because we also want to do a lot more with the podcast in the next year so a lot more things like shorter form clips and and really trying to build out the video side of it uh it's something that in fact we wanted to do more of last year and that's when we put this studio together mm-hmm. for this reason and then as soon as we moved into this space covid hit that's right you know, we had, we our our real grand design was to start to get a lot more in-person interviews here Mm -hmm. so this is going to be all part of that flow so it it may be a little bit of a pain a little bit confusing at first if you're used to watching us on the golf is a youtube channel just know we've got a kind of a a new home for it on youtube but it's all part of some bigger and better things that we've got coming and i'm excited part of that i guess retooling of the show it's going to be if you liked coffee and golf if you like twig if you love the pod i mean we're just going to try to mix it all into one and just create a fun, little bit longer, but fun show. Yeah, no doubt about it. And yeah, like, yeah, we're going to try to lengthen it, as you said. So mm-hmm. you're just getting bonus, bonus golf podcast at bonus this stuff, point. Man. Bonus golf podcast. Yeah, we're gonna be, we've got a lot of exciting things coming. But like for now, like I said, just head on over to the new YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe over there so you don't miss anything. And plus, we're going to have a lot of kind of exclusive stuff over there that we don't have in other places like these clips and these short form stuff that we're going to be putting out over there. So it's going to be another spot. Um, means more work for us, but it's going to be in a good way. In a good way. That's for sure. Yep. Uh, what else do we got, Mike? So one big thing is the if you haven't joined us already in the Golf City Clubhouse on Leveler, um, this is our new community that we just launched about a month ago. Uh, just an opportunity to, to kind of bring us all together in this, this Telegram, this WhatsApp-style format messaging. It's pretty cool because you, know, you and I have the ability to hop in there. We're doing a Q&A today, for example. Yeah. Uh, and it could be a live Q&A where you're in there live asking the questions. We're all talking. It's just like one massive live FaceTime. Um, it's got game improvement. Uh, what else are we do in there? PGA Tour chat, equipment, equipment news. Yep. So it's a cool community. It's it's a free trial for two weeks, and then uh, it's five ninety nine, and the, six bucks a month. I think my favorite part about it is that money, that subscription that you pay, goes directly back into helping us create content. Right. That, that's that is what we're going to be using as as a help and a support for some of these things we're talking about. We want to do in twenty twenty two. Yeah, hundred percent. Cost money, you know, to obviously build these things out, do things. Bigger Fancy and new better. microphones today, Frank. That's I see. right. Yep, exactly. So. This is all part of the grand plan. We've got a lot of stuff in the works. We're going to be doing a whole new thing. But you're right. I, I think one thing that we're going to try to do on a regular basis, maybe once a week, is going to be a, a new live Q&A segment with us in the group. So the only way to get a part of that is to be in the clubhouse. Like I said, we wanted to give some not only is it fun for us to get a chance to talk to you guys in a live format, but also we want to have a way that we can kind of give back for the people who do a little bit extra and they, they join the private clubhouse. Yes, and that little extra being content input. 
I mean, we, we struggle with, you know, what cover image is better or what should we talk about on the pod this week or right. where should we uh, film and what formats? And you guys are helping us in that community. Yeah, so. no doubt about it. So we're excited about all this stuff. Like I said, we're just going to kind of bring it to you piece by piece as we as we go here. Um, so stay tuned for a lot more coming, but it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a little bit of a mix up here, a little shake up, but it's going to be a, in a good way. It is going to be in a good way. For sure. Yeah, 100%. Um, and, and speaking of community, I wanted to just give a shout because our, our resident Golficity Golf Podcast doc. Dr. Dr. Will out in California shot uh, shot an email over talking. He saw the Vermont series. He went to college in Vermont. He said he wasn't in golf. And I wanted to give him a shout out here. He wasn't into golf then. But now he says I'm more motivated than ever for re- reunions. And, and and we appreciate that. And we appreciate all you out there who are enjoying the Vermont series. We had so much fun putting that together. Yeah. We're going to be doing a ton of fall series uh, like this. Not just those summer and spring series like we did in Pinehurst, Scotland, but the fall, man. Yeah. The great golf in the it's fall. A it's a great time Favorite to play time golf. to play here. So it, play it golf. It definitely is. And yeah, Dr. Will, he, he's he's an, he's an amazing person. He's helped me so much mm-hmm. through through things. I mean, I can't even tell you on the side on a personal note. Uh, ever since, you know, mid-summer, I've been struggling with some stomach issues issues and uh he's been great to hop on a quick facetime with me help me through things um, that's cool i can't tell you how much i appreciate it. And, and if anyone is going to know which episode it was just me it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be Dr. because Will. he's also been listening since episode one you're absolutely right you're right he would be the one to know he's gonna be the one to know but speaking of vermont too mike i mm. want to highlight this because the series has been going incredibly well as far as well received and we appreciate everyone who's offered their feedback in the comments and if you haven't checked it out yet check it out three video series as well as a bonus video with a massive giveaway uh giving away a lot of great foot joy gear and, and foot joy we always appreciate because they were the the main sponsor of of the series they're the ones who help us to have the resources we need to do these series uh not not only that just have us looking great yeah, too because I, i'd absolutely mm-hmm. love some of the stuff that they've been coming out with um but i think one thing i want to do more of and if i'm picking up a vibe from the comments it's to do more of like kind of discovering this type of golf that that isn't talked about enough mm-hmm. and and i'm uh, we chatted about it a lot while we were there because it was the feeling that we got was like why haven't we played golf in vermont more you know or why don't we hear more about vermont golf and i think that we're starting to see a lot of that in the comments where people are like it's so underrated you know yeah, my buddies right. and i have been going there for years or whatever it may be and it, it's great like i said before we talk about places like pinehurst and some of the, the meccas of golf um but there's just there's so many. I, I would love to just do a more of a series, a video series, or just uncovering some hidden gems. I love that idea. We should totally you know, do stuff that. that just doesn't get enough. Doesn't. Attention. I mean, Ohio. You know, there's one. Yeah, you know Ohio is mean? a, a, a place for golf. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's sure. there's there's places for golf that are underrated, and you and I need to explore and, and definitely get to. Maine, Maine is. Uh, I've been on my list for a long time. Maine. I know there's a lot of great spots in PA, and mm-hmm. and, and on on our you know comments often on the videos, I love when people say things like. You guys got to check this place out, you know, and it's a place I've never heard of before. Yeah. And that's another reason why we love the game of golf. It's because you feel like you're always turning those stones over and finding something new. Yeah. You 100%. didn't even realize this was so close. I didn't realize this golf course in my backyard. You know, we, we recently you realized played. you can get heady topper yeah. in Vermont. You know, I, that, you that almost re- knocked me off my chair. <laughs> I could, I was so surprised, but you know what? Another one I think about, we, you know, you're editing right now. You're putting together the, the West point yes. video mm-hmm. and that's another one public golf course it's it's within reach here it's like 20 minutes from us and it, i think and it's if you're a, a history buff forget it yeah those signs on every tee on every uh, hole 
Yeah. Come Every on. hole has a, has something about a major conflict yes. and what happened there. And it's just, but but also the, the dramatic elevation changes, the place is in great condition. They're building out, I think it was something like a $12 million clubhouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a public course that, you know, we don't even think about enough. We don't. So I think we're, we're going to be doing more of that. Try to bring some like, I like hidden that. gems. And we love your guys' feedback because this is how we find and discover these things. If there's a course that you play that you really like that we need to give a look to, let us know. Put them in the comments. Put them in our new Clubhouse community. Give us that feedback because we're going to be hunting for that type of stuff. I want to yeah. find some new stuff, new golf courses that people Definitely. don't know about. And, and speaking of, of hidden, did you see that Airbnb in Vermont? How cool is that thing? Like, where was we? We didn't see that. We missed that one. Yeah, that was my fault. <laughs> <laughs> so, assistant to the traveling secretary over here. Yeah, five hundred seventy-five well, acre Airbnb. Yeah, and I believe it was an eighteen-hole golf course. Zach, eighteen holes, full eighteen holes. Did you know the price by any chance? I think someone said five thousand a night. Five. <laughs> I think three to five a night. Twenty-six hundred is not so bad. It, but think about it, you could you can house yeah. a bunch of people. That's what I would say. I would get if it's twenty six hundred a night. I mean, it was a fairly big house. Yeah. I would get ten guys. Yeah. Right now, it's each guy is two hundred and sixty bucks. Right. Right. You don't and need I, many days nights there. Right. I'm talking about two nights. Yeah. Right. You play the golf course. Four you play thirty six a day. Yeah. Four times. Do all different types of formats. I'll tell you what. I think Ryder Cup. You like, know, I, uh, you were probably thinking the same yeah, thing. Yeah, now, we're aren't thinking we? Of, yep. Yeah. What are we doing? We got to we <laughs> got to get there and we got to do a golf do a big city. Match. Like, well, it's a it's your own course. It's closed. We got to do like a. Tournament. Did we just come up with something right here? I think did we, we just, just become did. best friends. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go do karate in the garage? <laughs> yeah. All right, That's we're on to something. All right, well, listen. Sausage um, was made right we, on the we're, show. We're, yeah, it, it's it's happening. All right, let's do a quick ad break, and then I want to I dive into this week's instructional segment, talking yeah, about the sand and, and talking about how to adjust your technique. So let's do that now. All right, we're excited to share with you guys exclusive opportunities from Titleists, but to be part of them, that you have to join Team Titleist. It's like today's show is like a community clubhouse theme. So Team Titleist gives you access to opportunities like prototype testing, special events, limited edition gear, like some of those TT hats and stuff you see us wear, um, and all and a ton of other things that they'll just send you and surprise you. That's what I love about being a part of Team Titleist. You could sign up. It's completely free to join us on Team Titleist at www.team. I'm sorry, Titleist.com slash Team Titleist. That's one word, Titleist.com slash Team Titleist. All right, guys, and speaking of FootJoy earlier, um, FootJoy is the number one shoe in golf. It offers more types of shoes for players, for more players than anyone else. And now you can get matched with the number one shoe for your game on FootJoy.com with the new FootJoy Shoe Finder. I've tried this thing out. It's incredible. You answer a few short questions, and you can find the shoe that fits your playing style and your preference. In fact, we're going to be talking more in a minute about different course conditions and things like that. Well, wherever you are geographically, you're going to be facing different types of course. And, and the different types of layouts familiar to that mm-hmm. region. Mm-hmm. In fact, we got fit recently with the wedges, and it, that was one of the big part of the questions. Well, where do you play golf? What are the regular conditions you're facing? Well, very similarly, your shoes, they're part of your equipment. And if you can match that to the style of golf you play, you're going to play better golf. It's that simple. So whether you walk or ride, whether you prefer cleated or spikeless, if you need narrow, wide, extra wide, whatever it is, FootJoy offers the most styles for the most players and can match you with the golf shoes that's right for you so try the new shoe finder find the shoe that's right for you footjoy shoe finder visit footjoy.com slash shoe finder give it a look and let us know what you end up getting matched up with love to hear about that in the comments so definitely check them out all right back to our instruction segment 
All right, so we, we tipped this off a little bit at, at the start of the show, and we talked about the reality is, you know, we play different types of courses. Uh, we're going to see different types of conditions, even if all were equal and, and we were playing on the PGA Tour under great conditions, you know, all the time. Mm-hmm. There's still weather that comes into play. Sure. It can start raining when you're out there. They don't have maintenance run out there and fluff up all the bunkers for you. Right. Even if you belong to a country club, the most beautiful conditions will get ruined it, at some it, point. It can happen at mm-hmm. times where the sand is, you know, we play golf outdoors. We are subject to the elements. So that sand, like any other lie that's out there, is going to change. So I think we, we we become more and more adept at thinking about it like in the rough. We know if it's morning and it's really dewy or it's been raining or whatever, we know the rough's gonna be even heavier as right. it's waterlogged, mm-hmm. right? But then sometimes we, we don't think of that. We just, I don't know why this is, but you, you know, you're just in a greenside bunker and you just start to think you're stock greenside bunker shot. And it might not work if the sand conditions have changed. So you need to be uh, aware of it. That's the first and foremost thing is just being aware of it. And then the, the really kind of like the best case scenario would be, and I, I don't find a lot of courses have this, but a best case scenario would be in the warm up practice area if they had a bunker. Yeah. So you can kind of, just like how you Some roll a putting. few putts, yeah. you know, to get a mm-hmm. feel for out the conditions of the day, being able to go and hit a couple sand shots before you go out. I mean, that's the best. What percentage the of people standard. do that? What do you think? Well, I'm saying what percentage of courses have that ability? I, 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 well, I mean, Spook Rock has one, for example, but I never see anyone do it. I don't know why. Yeah. Like, no one's ever in it. It's just everyone's on the range, everyone's on the putting green, and they yeah. run out. Well, that's possibly part of the reason why we have a problem with there it. There you go. But I'll tell you, I can't remember, other than Spook Rock, I can't remember the last golf course we were at where there was Orchard a, Hills a has bunker. One. This is where my, like, my rain man brain goes into. There are a few, but you're I right. It's pretty remember. rare. The last one we played, I mean, I'm always used to seeing some sort of range and a putting, you practice putting green. Maybe you get a short game yeah. area. Maybe you get a separate That's green right. for chipping. Rare yeah. if ever that I see a bunker yeah. there that you can... You can practice and warm up in, but oh. that's where again certain things you, you just you can't prepare too much for. You've got to just be out there and kind of adjust your conditions. But I mean, there's a few things that obviously are going to go into factors of this. One would be the course conditions in general. Let's get real, Mike. I mean, there are some courses out there they just don't have the maintenance budget. That's right. Yeah, they don't. I they mean, run by the town. Whatever. Like yeah. I mean, this, you know, municipal yeah. courses. I mean, the good side of it for us is that we get a cheaper tea time. Yeah, that's right. You, know, you pay for what you get. But you right? pay for what you get. And you have to be real. Like if you're paying 30 bucks, 20 bucks for a tea time, you can't expect that they've got a 12-man maintenance crew out there raking all the bunkers <laughs> right. every morning. Right. You just can't. Yep. And you're going to be faced with some of those conditions. Now, there's the other side of that coin. I know, and re, you know, rightfully so, some guys are upset when they pay big money for, for a, a tea time, 200 bucks, and you get out there and the bunkers are not in the condition you want. You know, then you'll start to hear about it in all the review sites. You definitely will. Yeah. You know, right. But you know, they don't often get away with that for long, especially nowadays when we do have the internet and pe- the word will quickly get around if a course is not being taken care of. Yeah. I mean, it's the first thing. I mean, you'll go back and race, but like you said, especially if, you know, like a course like Bally Owens, $130 to play it, but they always keep it in great shape. Right. I would be angry if I right. paid that. You'd be yeah. mad yeah. if it wasn't in the condition that you expect it to be in. Mm-hmm. So that, there's there's things that, that can happen, but there there's that other side of it where it's not, like I said earlier, it's not the course's fault. It could just be weather conditions. They could have gotten a ton of rain the night before. Mm-hmm. And some of the 
best courses uh, have bunkers designed for fast drainage. And, and we're seeing a lot of courses now go through renovations like that. In fact, we've played a number of them uh, this year. I remember Forest Hills. That's right. Uh, I know Baltusrol. Yep. I mean, you were talking about like really marquee, expensive private clubs here. Man Woods had beautiful bunkering. Same thing. They, mm. What they'll do is when they do eventually redo the bunkers, one big part of that is making sure the drainage is there so you get a more consistent bunker. Right. But it, that costs a lot of money and a lot of time. So it's not always something you see. But weather conditions can happen. You get a hard rain and it happens is that sand just kind of really gets kind of packed down and that's where you get faced with a little bit of a a different a different uh lie condition yeah and that's where it all goes out the window for me man so you're saying you're better in a bunker with a fluffier sand or the harder sand fluffy fluffy yeah because i feel like it's just for me it's it's take your nice you know clean strike and throw that fluffy sand up onto the up onto the green yeah whereas if i'm in a hard sand i know it's hard and to me i instantly go into okay i'm hitting a ball off the cart path yeah 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 so I have to hit it like I'm going to hit it off the car path. I can't dig into a car path. So I got to just scoop it and I have to just get, pick it clean. Yeah. And that's not right. You still no, have to go right. into the sand. No, no. You're no. playing it right. I'm wondering now why why it's not. So I'm supposed to pick it clean off hard sand. Of course. You can't splash hard sand. That's the thing. In yeah, fact, right. in fact okay. if you, with the way that the club is designed with the bounce and things like that, and we'll talk about more when you open up the club, you expose more of the bounce, et cetera, Well, it's two different club swings then. Speeds. Like if you're going to pick it, you can't take a splash swing. Well, yeah, because it, it'll so go much further. So that's where maybe I go out the window. That could be. That's probably why. That could be. I'm probably I mean, we'll, hitting it too hard. We'll dig into it because that could be it. But the, the what you got is is correct. Is that I think where the disaster kind of happens is when you try to sit, play that same kind of explosion or splash, whatever shot you want to call it, where you throw the sand onto the green. If you try to do that with hard packed sand, you're in for a disaster. The club's just going to stop. The, well, m either either you're going to dig too much and you're going to hit that, that sand that's much heavier than what you're used to and it's going to stop the club. Mm -hmm. Or if you just miss and the bounce of your club, you may skim across it and you may just blade that thing. Right, right. And, and uh, it's it's gone. And then yep. you better not be standing across from them because they're going to kill somebody on the other <laughs> right. side of the green in that case. But let's let you know what we'll, we'll go through each. Let's talk about first what a basic technique is, something we've talked about before okay. on the show. But let's kind of dive into it because just recently talking about Manhattan Woods, we we're playing with our buddy Pete. And I love that guy. I, I get such a kick out of every time with him. He He's a riot. Like, yeah. We laugh every time. Yep. But he, and I'm not saying this to pick on him. The guy's just too funny. He took 10 shots to get out of one bunker. He, that's one thing. That's, <laughs> I think there's a part of a reason why Pete is, is such a successful person. Yeah. I mean, this guy is massively successful in life. He, 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 he owns like something like 10 chiropractic right. you know, uh, offices. Yeah. It's because he doesn't stop. He doesn't give up. He's splashing, trying to get out of that one yep. bunker for 10 shots. Yeah. At and, some point, I would have just quit on the And the, the comedy never failed. Like He didn't go no. into a funk. No. He just picked it up. The guy's terrific. Yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying by that is that I, I, I remember in that moment because I remember hollering out to him, like, Pete, you know, you're trying to hit the ball too much. Just throw the sand up onto the green. Mm -hmm. And that's what we mean here. So so if you've got that nice, softer sand, something where your your club can get into that sand, the the adjustment here is where this is kind of one of the only shots in golf where you don't actually want to make contact with the ball itself with the club face. Mm -hmm. What you want to do is pick a spot a little bit behind the ball. And this is depending on how far you want the ball to travel, how high, those types of things, how far back you hit in the sand. You don't want to go too far back. because That sand's heavy. It's going to stop the club. But 
effectively what you want is a situation where the club face is making contact with the sand and then it's throwing that sand up and the, the basically the best way to think about it is the ball is riding it like a wave yep you know like a surfer like riding that. a wave it's mm-hmm. just riding it up onto the green so i try to as much as possible simplify these things for myself in, in a thought process and i just try to think of one thing in a bunker shot and i just think throw the sand up on i don't even think about it's a the great ball. tip to I, think about i literally try to erase the ball and i just say throw the sand onto the green and and in this case what you'll do is a you want to have a, a little bit of, a, of a, a wider open stance i i like to open my stance just a little bit with this mm-hmm. because i also i find that an open stance works well with an open club face i like to open that club face a little bit because that way you know i get a little bit more loft out of it and and that loft because Again, you're not since you're not making direct wedge on ball contact, you can't rely on spin. Something yeah. we've talked about before. So mm-hmm. I need to rely, especially stopping if the short sided pin, you gotta rely on getting the ball up in the air a little more loft. So opening that is going to to give you a little bit more loft. Um and then just really just picking a spot that you're gonna swing under that ball. You know, every other time in golf swinging under under the ball is tragic yes (laughs) but here it's what you actually want to do so just pick a spot behind the sand if 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 the problem is if you clip it clean you're not going to get the type of loft that you want you might especially if you're facing a high bunker lip so you just want to kind of swing down to that sand and just splash that sand as much as you can with that open club face up onto the green and you're going to be successful more times than not doing it this way yeah i mean this is talk about a confidence shot for me this is i got my money club i got soft sand i say to myself that same exact thing yeah throw the sand onto the green after all we're not the ones cleaning it up so hey just do it it'll get it there and if if you're, you're lucky enough you get it to stop close to the hole and you'll eliminate a lot of those even two putts right so right and plus this way you help guarantee you get it out you know when you're facing that big bunker lid yeah. you're getting it up and out but here's where we got to adjust so now now we're talking about those hard conditions right now let's say we walk into a bunker and it's the opposite the ball is sitting up it's not down at all you know you see like the entire ball it's almost like i, I love that likening it to a cart path yeah it's almost like playing it off of a cart path. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, it's not going to be as hard as a cart path, but it is possible to play a ball off of a cart path. Just ask Phil Mickelson or Justin Thomas. Right. You've seen them do it on tour. Right. I wouldn't do it because <laughs> I'm not I'm not getting paid enough to ruin my clubs. Right, exactly. You know, on exactly. a cart path. But it's a, it's but think, a thought process. Think of it as a cart path near the green, though. Those guys, those cart paths, they were taking full swings. Imagine your ball propped up on a cart path right next to the green. Because we're we talking about a green side bunker yeah. here for the most yeah. part. Yeah, green side bunker for the most part. So it's the same way. you got to pick it the same way. Exactly. Right? Just think about it. If you Let's use that extreme example and say you tried to play that explosion splash shot that we just lined up a second ago oh, here. Forget it. Right? Open stance, open, open club, phase, and then yeah. you tried to hit behind the ball. If you do... For, what's going to happen is your, your club is going to just bounce off of that hard and it's going to catch that ball halfway through. Mm-hmm. Like it's just going to really just blade it with the leading edge and it's going to go nowhere. So you really do, as you're saying, have to pick it clean. So a couple ways you can do that. First, square your stance up a little bit. Don't play that that open or stance. You know, I like to keep a nice square stance. I, I think of it as playing like a chip shot. That's like what play. I'm thinking, like on a tight fairway chip shot here. Exactly. That's what yep. I think. I, I, I mm-hmm. in my mind... I'm, if I'm not thinking cart path, I'm thinking more tight lie chip shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm squaring up my stance and I'm not opening that face because I want it, it's very, very hard as well to pick clean with an open face. Right. You know, you want that leading edge. It's very similar to we did a whole episode on the um, the fried egg and the fried egg lie. 
And in that case, that's the one case where even with a splash explosion shot, you gotta you gotta close that face down and square it up because you need that leading edge to to dig in and, and kind of go through it. But Makes here, sense, yeah. you mm-hmm. want that leading edge to pick it clean. If you open up that face, you're you have much less edge to work with in that way. You you have to be like surgeon precise. Yeah, you're gonna bleed to it. Pick it. There's a lot of ways and go wrong. You get hit off the hosel. There's yeah. just too many ways and go wrong. Mm-hmm. You got a lot more face to work with when you close that face down. So close the face down and then just focus on picking it instead of blasting it. Here's the key though, Mike. Smaller swing is required here. Big time. And I'm wondering if as you were explaining, that's where it maybe goes off the rails Yeah. for you. Because if obviously with that explosion shot, you need a lot of club head speed because as soon as it hits the sand, it's going to slow it right. down. You right. know, sand will stop a bullet. You know, I mean, that's right. why they, that's why they have they put up sand when a hurricane's coming. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Exactly. It stops things. Mm-hmm. So you you can't you can't if if you are picking it clean, there's effectively nothing to stop that club face. And you're talking about maybe like a ten to twenty yard, maybe even less. Right. Yeah, that's so hard. I to like do. to think of it as a ten to twenty yard chip. Mm-hmm. In which case, if you're playing ten, you don't you're not swinging out of your mm-hmm. shoes. Right. But with with something where it's going to stop it with that explosion shot, you are. So I think. You're 90% of the way there with your technique. It's yeah. just adjusting it of just not swinging so hard. What do you think the best way, like in indoor indoor practice, you think like, like you could do this on the carpet? Yeah, you know what? Similar, I, like just to simulate like hard sand. You could. And I, I like this, and we're going to be doing more with this on, on some of our social channels, some more like, like quick hitting practice techniques that we're using. Again, we're not pros, we're not instructors, mm-hmm. but if it's working for us, we're going to show you guys. Um, I like, I've seen some people doing like pennies, or flat balls, yes, and just working on like literally, they're they're it looks like a golf ball. They're just a flat disc, but you could do it with a quarter, whatever, mm-hmm. and just work on very slow swings and just chipping a quarter. Mm-hmm. And because you know you have to pick it clean, right? There's no right. margin for error. If you hit behind the, let's say a quarter in this case, if you hit behind it, the club is just going to quickly bounce over it, and top it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you you know hit you know too far forward. You're going to just clip the end of it. So you just you really have to pick it clean. So if you want to work on your precision of picking something clean, try chipping some quarters around your... Yeah. People think you're crazy. Like, what are you doing? But like, get yeah. in your living room with some quarters and chip them. you just want to hit a them. ball. But yeah, I get it. You know? I get it. You'll really get your used zone. to using, hitting that low point in your swing, which is really what a clean pick is all about. I think a steep swinger is... A steep swing golfer is better to pick it clean. It's a great question. I mean, that's I, tough, right? There's times like with an explosion bunker shot where you do want to get steeper mm-hmm. and dig it out, depending on how deep the lie is. Um, I don't know if it matters so much as if if you can just steep or not steep. If you find that low point, I think it's easier to find the low point if you if you don't have an overtly steep angle of attack coming right. into it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think it's a matter of just practicing it and getting that that technique and hand-eye coordination and, and just familiarity with finding that low point but that's basically it i mean this, well, everything we talked about is like kind of really diving into the easy way of saying it is if you've got the softer sand that's where you want to use your more explosion shot open the club phase that type of thing and if you're dealing with that hard pan packed sand just keep it like a chip shot i just said off a tight line and try to pick it clean yeah mm-hmm. um and i think one of the biggest tips that i've gotten along the way i don't remember unfortunately which we've, we've had the good fortune of working with a lot of great instructors i don't remember who told me this but you, you obviously you can't get in there and you can't take practice swings and, and test the sand right or at least you always couldn't because grounding your club was a penalty right but what you can do 
similar to with the greens, where we, we've been talking more about about getting the read by getting the feel in your feet. You can get the feel when you when you get into the sand and start to take your stance. So there's a there's a couple things. We, you know how we gotta mm-hmm. like dig our feet in. Yep. Right, and you, you move your feet back. You'll tell instantly in. what kind of sand it exactly. is. Exactly. Yep. That does two things for you. One, and we did this with Brad Worthington. I remember he's like, always make sure you dig in because you don't have the same traction in the sand. Mm-hmm. You're gonna slip on your turn, and uh, even more so for green. Uh, I'm sorry, fairway bunkers where you're making a bigger swing, but. While you're doing that, not only are you gaining your footing for for a more solid base, but while you're doing it, be it pay attention to what you're doing, and you're getting a feel for that sand. Yeah, how how compacted mm-hmm. it is, how deep it goes. Because that's the other thing, the depth of the bunker. Right. Yep. So if you've got, you may have it's deceiving to the eye. You may have what looks like not necessarily hard packed sand, but it may be this. Especially here, we talk about maintenance and, and course conditions. It's expensive to keep the sand in the bunkers. If you have some where maybe they just have like a very thin layer of sand and then underneath is that hard ground, yeah. you're going to have the same problem. That's true. You try yep. to play that explosion shot, you go down about a, a centimeter and then all of a sudden you hit hard ground, mm-hmm. you could be in that bounce disaster. Yep. So one thing you can do is as you set your feet, feel yourself feel digging in and see how deep it goes. I like that. It gives you a, And it gives you a yeah. feel for how deep, deep you can go with your shot. Right. If your shoes disappear, guys, you're taking a large swing. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Because you're, you're in some there, fluffy you're sand. Your ankles. Yeah, yeah. You're in some then you got a problem. Stop, <laughs> stop. Before you, you just know, leave. Yeah, to the other side. Right. But anyway, th- so that's it. Just about again, and you're going to see this is going to be a consistent thing that we're going to kind of keep coming back to on the show. Is a lot of what we talk about is just adjusting to the conditions. And and again, I'll keep saying this. I'll say this till my dying day. I think that the difference between newer golfers and experienced golfers is that they know. The ways to adjust their game to different course conditions yeah and this is sure. why you get your driving range heroes they're like why am i so good on the range i get out to the course it's because on the range you've got a very consistent condition very consistent lie time and time and time again mm-hmm. when you're out on the course that goes out the window side hill lies you know different levels of of, of rough uh sand whatever it may be now it's adjusting to that. And the best golfers know how to make those adjustments. Well, they that's definitely simple. do. Best golfers that's know how to shape shots and make those adjustments. Exactly. Right? All right. So that's everything we have for you guys this week. You can get to this episode notes by going to golfazzy.com slash episode 401. And like I said, take a moment, help us out by going and subscribing to our brand new YouTube channel because we're going to be doing a lot more with it for the podcast. We wanted, like I said, on YouTube, a home where the podcast can live as its own kind of ecosystem and we can do some stuff with it so we'll put that link in the show notes but you can also search youtube search for the golf podcast hopefully you find us uh it's a brand new channel but but we'll see it more and more and uh we're hoping our little experiment works out and we're able to do even more with it can't wait man yeah so all right that's everything we have we'll see everybody again next week